Welcome to Bite Size. Today, we've got some practice materials on our website, uh, link in the description. And in this bite, we're just going to discuss a little bit about how to use those practice materials to get more comfortable with Python programming. Yeah, I think this is actually a really important part of the process. So we believe that you learn Python best by listening to us talk about concepts like, say, variables uh, in the last bite, and then getting some hands-on experience uh, doing it yourself. I would actually say that the hands-on experience is more important than the listening bit. Yeah, I think that's true, right? Programming is something you learn by doing it, and oftentimes, I think, by failing at it. Yeah, but I think we'll talk about that later. Right. But first, I want to talk a little bit about the structure of the worksheet. So the worksheet is just a Python file. Um, which means it's a text file just like every other Python file. And you can download it off the website and you can open it in any program that can work with text files, um, whether that be Notepad or some other uh, development tool. You'll notice when you open it, the first thing is you'll see lots of hash marks. There's like hash marks all over this file. And the reason for that is that Python uses the hash mark to signal what's called in programming a comment. Wait, back up. I've never heard the word hash mark before. I've heard it called a pound sign and also a hashtag, but I literally don't know anybody who calls it a hash mark. Uh, what should we go with? Do we prefer a pound sign? I mean, I don't know. That seems weird. That seems like an old person thing. I guess you can say hash mark. It's fine. Okay. So in programming, a comment is a statement that is made not as a communication with your computer, but is a communication to future programmers who might read your file, uh, whether this be like one of your friends or colleagues who's looking at your Python work, or whether this be like future you who's wondering what on earth you were trying to do with this file. We talked previously about how you can put words inside of quotes to tell Python that they're like human words, that it shouldn't treat as a command. This is a little bit different. Um, when you put things in quotes, Python can still um, do things with the words you've given it. But if you put a hashtag, Python just forgets that it even exists. Right. So when Python sees a hash mark, Python says, aha, this is all of that human gibberish stuff and I'm just going to ignore the rest of the line entirely. It's like, it's like the line doesn't even exist to Python. But we often use comments. I mean, sometimes I use comments if I'm doing some Python work with a friend or a colleague so that we can send messages back and forth about, here's what I was trying to accomplish with this chunk of Python code. Comments are also useful for future me. Ask me how I know this. Yeah. Um, future, it turns out future me doesn't have as good a memory as I would like. <laughs> um, yeah, I've often run into problems where I go back to look at my code um, a couple years later or maybe even a couple months later or a couple days later. And I realize that I have no idea what I was trying to do with these eight lines of Python code. I've heard that programming is kind of like Solving a murder mystery where you are the detective, the victim, and the murderer. I like that. I, <laughs> I hadn't heard that, but I like that analogy. 
So in this worksheet, I'm going to use the hashtag, the comments, to give instructions to you, the reader, so that you can know what's going on in the worksheet. And I also give suggestions for exercises that you can try, whether it's like change this print statement to print something else or, OK, now go write your own variables and use variables to accomplish this, these things. And if you go and do those exercises, you can then run the Python file and uh, get some practice in creating things and running them and having them not work, I guess. I mean, we, we want them to work eventually. We, yeah, but they won't the first time. <laughs> and that's OK. Like, it's totally OK and normal. Um, I think that. Oh, I would say that I write a program that works on the first try maybe 1% of the time. And when I do it, it's because my program was like, hello world. And then when I go to make it do something else, it stops working. Yeah. <laughs> and my computer has not exploded yet or, um, you know, given me any super mean messages about how like I am a terrible person who can't even write good instructions. Yeah, I think there's this myth that, that like good programmers um, write good code on the first try. And that's like completely bogus. It's uh, good programmers have done it enough times that they're practiced in fixing their mistakes. But the computer like never understands it right the first time. Well, you know how in movies how they have like the hacker and they're like, oh, they're secured with like a thousand layers of security. And then they're like, <laughs> And then, and then they're like, I'm in like no, actual no, like <laughs> programming is like not that dramatic. It's a lot of squinting and um, cursing past you and sometimes cursing whoever wrote the thing and then realizing that it was past you. <laughs> yeah. Um, and certainly cursing the computer for being way too literal and not understanding <laughs> what you so obviously meant. Right. But fortunately, computers don't explode when you write bad code. That I know of. Yeah, I guess if your laptop is actually like on a space shuttle and connected to like the edges, then um, maybe you shouldn't <laughs> be taking this course. Yeah, then you're not listening to this podcast. Uh -huh. Yeah. And actually, people who work for like NASA and write software for space shuttles actually have really cool and sophisticated simulation environments where they can go and like crash the virtual rocket a lot of times by writing bad programs before it actually goes and does what they want. Yeah. Yeah. So you can safely go and in the worksheet, if the instructions ask you to change a line of code, like you can go and change it. And if you're not sure like what to change, uh, try something. And see what happens. And maybe Python will yell at you with some error message that's hard to understand. And then, well, you know, you go and you try something else. And this like trial and error process, I think, is really useful when you're early on in your Python uh, experience. It will almost definitely um, yell at you and give you some error message that's hard to understand. And if you need to take a break, you can log off and walk away and it'll still be there giving you the same error message. Yeah. And then you can come back and you can try something different and you can see how it works. And uh, by going and experimenting and again, sometimes it will yell at you and sometimes it will just like give you the wrong answer. It will 
print out something that you didn't want it to print. And then by watching and seeing what it prints, you know, you like change something and see what happens, change something and see what happens. You can slowly start to build up a mental model for, um, you know, what these instructions are doing or how this variable is changing uh, based on the different instructions that you write. I want to point out that you won't be doing this tinkering process forever. Um, I think that eventually this kind of like, this is broken, so I'm going to change things and then maybe see if it works now. Like if you're writing larger programs, this tends to lead to like a lot of despair. But in a worksheet like this, when you're first starting out, it's awesome. Yeah. And I think actually later on in this course, we're going to talk about alternative methodologies and thought processes for finding and fixing errors. But in this kind of sandbox, it's really nice to like see what happens in real time when you change the instructions. Yeah. And it's small and it's low stakes and there's no consequences when things go wrong. Right. Other than Python might bully you a little bit, but that's okay. We all go through it. So anyway, to get started on the first worksheet, what we want you to do is there's a link in the episode description that will take you right to the first worksheet. And you probably want to download that and uh, be able to edit the text file on your computer. There's some instructions in the worksheet that go through exercises with some basic Python concepts. Uh, some of it is stuff you've seen before, like printing messages. And some of it is new stuff like basic mathematics and the variable stuff that we talked about in the last byte. And whenever we introduce something new in the worksheet, like how to add numbers, there's always going to be an example in the worksheet that you can look at and modify in order to uh, to get this like math stuff working for you in Python. That should be enough to get you started. Let us know if you have any questions and join us next week when we're going to be spilling the tea on all the topics in computer science that they don't want you to know. <laughs> <laughs>